0: as we were talking about in the insider perspective Megan you can give us a little bit more of the marketing perspective about kind of getting those brands out there to the individuals and uh, out to the public people like how do you market all of this
1: Um, that's a really good question yeah
0: is that the right term for you?
1: Marketing, yeah. Oh. Um, well, you're
0: a PR agency, right? Yeah,
1: so we work with Abra Lauer. Yeah. I do their PR locally in Chicago. Calum
0: hasn't showed up yet.
1: Callum is supposed to be here. And I actually brought each of you, um, Wilson and you, a bottle Whoa. of Alba. There because I don't, think, yeah, Alba. Very I don't think you nice. have So, yeah, it's, it's in my bag. Well, thank you. Um. But yeah, it's interesting. There's actually a lot of rules when it comes to marketing right. um, liquor companies. Which people break
0: all the time. I'm on the kind of like the influencer perspective. Like you can't be drinking whiskey on Instagram. Like it, absolutely.
1: So I can't do traditional PR. No. So it's actually been a huge challenge working with this client. Um, if we ever, if like we want to do a promotion and push Hour, we have to have three accounts at least on board. Like three bars doing. Yeah. Um, a specialty cocktail and all of them have to, you know, be on the same page with it. Otherwise, we we don't get the go-ahead from legal, yeah. which and is crazy. And they can't
0: legally go ahead and promote those bars either as a brand, which yeah. brands do all the time still. Yeah. Oh, you going to get a haircut, Ian?
2: Uh- <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it's like, it, it's a crazy um, world... But
3: actually, I am going to spend my afternoon with the aforementioned Angie Jackson
2: oh, of Grand oh. Traverse.
3: So we're going to. We're what gonna, are you s- doing? We're going to go check out uh, a private space that uh, she and I are represented through the same distributorship. Okay. And we're going to create some events through that private space.
0: Yeah. You're going to create love. About. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. she, I mean,
3: and I, I love nothing more than
0: spending time with Angie Jackson. Angie's the best. Yeah. So. You're not talking sure. into a microphone, Wilson. So thank you,
3: thank you for having I me. Love thank Angie. you for, for coming. Uh, this podcast and this conversation. Yeah. And uh, I hope everyone has an an awesome effing day. An awesome
0: effing day. There we go. Thank you, Ian. Swearing. Back to the PR part of it all. So, yeah. What do you? What are the other bigger well, challenges?
1: So other than a Callum. Yeah. Be, so because I can't tr- like pitch, you know, Aberlour. Um, specifically to, like, Red Eye or Chicago Tribune, really, Um, it's actually been really helpful to work with people like you guys and Mm. influencers.
0: I don't know if we're on that scale, but okay. I
1: would say people who are going to tell their friends and talk about whiskey to their friends. Maybe, like, I guess you would consider that a micro-influencer. True. Someone who doesn't necessarily have, you know, over 10,000 followers on Instagram, but... Those are the people who are actually going to go to their friends and tell them about this really cool experience they had yeah. with, you know, Abelauer's brand ambassador tasting scotch.
0: Definitely. And, like, Chris, who has 4,000 followers, who are true followers.
4: It's not bots. Like, there's actually 4,000 people you're communicating yeah. with on a daily basis. And, Megan, you've actually invited me to two of the Abelauer events that I've <laughs> I've been to two of the events that you've I invited me you to. I know you had
1: the flower on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's Wilson's. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's yours. Well,
4: I was at the, okay. uh, the one at... Um, the most recent one, the Burns Night, and then the such um, a great event. The one above, the, the one in the West Loop, that's above the uh, the vegetarian restaurant.
1: Oh, um, the designing louder than yes, words. Yes, I was at Yeah, that, one Bad as Hunter. Well. Yeah, yes, that was a cool yes. event too. So thank you
4: for the invitations. There's, Absolutely. Yeah, good times. Yeah, both of them. and it's
1: it's creating events like that where we can invite you know people in the industry, people who are just huge fans of the right. spirit. Um, and even some of the public to come out to those and that's really the best way to reach them mm. I think
0: how, how have you Chris um, fit into all this you think with like the PR side of it kind of talking about brands do you feel um, there's certain brands you shouldn't be talking about or certain brands you're more loyal to
4: um, I don't think there's brands that well there's one brand I won't name that I don't I shouldn't talk about but I think for the most part that um, I'm open, uh, being like an enthusiast and someone in that space, like I'm Mm -hmm. open to learning about brands and like I'm mostly in the bourbon slash rye sort of space, but when I got the invitation um, about Aberlauer, like that that, uh, piqued my interest and I started to learn a little bit more about that particular brand and... About Scotch and and things like that. So I think um, it's very interesting and like to have for Abalorer to have like a a PR company that's focused on maybe reaching out to those micro influencers that are really going to be the people that have like a really strong voice about something. Yep. I think that's huge. And and we've talked about this on your show. Like not only having a brand having um, a PR company uh, like doing that on their behalf, but the brand actually working in coordination with their PR company themselves mm-hmm. and like and doing some of the work themselves and actually starting conversations out there in the social media world uh, directly with people or if they see their name mentioned on social media, sort of starting a conversation with those particular people that are, that are talking about their brand. So I think it's not only on, uh, on the brand to hire someone to do that for them. I think it's on the brand themselves to yeah, which we about to a lot, participate yeah. in that conversation. Um, yeah.
0: Have you, how have you seen that change, Marty, over the years? Is like more participation from the actual public out there. And then also using PR agencies like Megan.
3: Well, nowadays you have uh, so much more consumer interaction I mean obviously so much smarter um, uh, consumers it's amazing really when I first started I could have told people scotch was made in a hollowed out tree by elves uh, along with Keebler cookies and you know some people might have bought it Um, nowadays I mean there was a lot of people back in the day who thought Johnny Walker scotch was an American whiskey sure is no. Yeah. Okay. Keep walking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, Isn't that just nowadays some you see so <laughs> many more people who know about it? They get in. But again, that goes back to the whole idea of people uh, from who aren't necessarily in the industry slowly becoming wanting to get in the industry in some way, shape, or form. It's really bizarre. It's very odd. Just go to a whiskey event, and there's some guy there. And he's kind of made a, especially with social media, yeah. they've made a name for themselves, but I'm not sure why. Other
0: you, than they're you're talking connected. talking about one particular person? Huh? You're talking about one particular person, or there's multiple one, people? There's
3: one particular person I'm thinking of right now, but there's a, there's, there's a slew. There's oh. a slew. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm is that, back, babies. Matt represents a very well-established, highly regarded Which brand. Which is such a weird thing why they hired him. I know.
5: I well bother they, them. Yeah, they. It uh, was persistence that wore, slain the Blom. He
0: wore a T-shirt to their. Uh, I did wear a T-shirt wear a to tour, their tour. And they offered him a job. Wilson's so happy right now because he's a bottle of Abular
3: Abuna Alba. Mike will show me Alba. the nose prints. The yeah, nose, prints. nose prints. when uh, you, you come to the... <laughs> on, the win- on the window. But yes. <laughs> uh, well,
0: so right.
5: what are we talking about, Boyos? Uh, Jessica Simpson?
6: I said Jessica Simpson because so, he mentioned Keep Walking was an American
5: So, thing. right. So Jessica it's Simpson's it's married Tony walking. Romo.
6: Okay. Right? I they were
5: together? They were. Or is it Ashley Simpson?
0: Tony
6: Romo was the... Cowboys quarterback that yeah. never made it through the first round of the playoffs. No,
5: yeah, exactly. So he
6: Anthony made it to Romo the Super
0: Bowl last year, baby. He got announce it. No, Tony, <coughs> he, no, he didn't. No,
5: he didn't. So, so Tony Romo went to Eastern Illinois University. Yeah, shut up. He's from Burlington, Wisconsin. Great. Burlington, Wisconsin, home of Burlington YMCA Camp McLean, where me and my wife were camp counselors and met and eventually married each other. We didn't get yeah, buried married at the camp. camp. No, no, no. <laughs> I phrased I phrased that poorly. Uh, small in
6: that was a fast Burlington, relationship.
5: <laughs> Wisconsin, no, we got married years later. But in Burlington, Wisconsin, there's a bar called Fred's mm. that has like a big Tony Romo, like. Uh, Exhibits like a couple of jerseys and then a picture on the wall of Tony Romo and I'm pretty sure it's Jessica Simpson, some famous pop well, star that he married. Maybe what, Carrie Underwood.
0: Once again, you've ruined the podcast. And um, so
5: but we can and talk about. Fred, hold on, hold on. Fred of Fred's Bar can I, can with I? a paw on each of their shoulders, like looming over them, and both of them look so uncomfortable in this picture. That is Fred's in Burlington, Wisconsin. Worth the trip to see this picture of Tony Romo, his wife. and the eponymous Um, So Matt Brown is the the podcast uh, hour and 15 minutes
0: in. And so is... uh, Can we start uh, over? No, Callum O'Donnell from Abelauer Distillery. Oh, oh,
5: me and Callum are actually doing our own podcast after this. Great. Welcome to Chicago Friends, hosted by me, Matt Brown, sales manager for... Lrosewing um, company we've been talking about and to you? Callum. and we're here with our special guest, Jake Huckey of Star Wars Whiskey. You said my last name and my brand name wrong? Jake, now let me ask you a question. where 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 is whiskey today and where what, what, where was it? and how do you like it? and what do you, what do you what do you taste like? It's good. <laughs> is that okay for you? Yeah, it's pretty good. But we were this asking is getting about, what, out, what do you it? think
0: about um, as a brand ambassador yourself? Okay. And I hope Callum can hear me as he's walking back to the table. Um, we were talking a lot about, as a brand ambassador, should you take your initial job or wait
5: for the perfect job for yourself? Oh, I don't care. Okay. Oh, wait, no. This is being recorded? I should answer sincerely. I don't think and I come to this with a, a little degree of expertise after the goat restaurants that I worked at. I took a I took a you,
0: did, you worked at a, a very prominent restaurant. Group. Yes,
5: I took a big raise to work at a shitty hotel uh right in the loop. It wasn't shitty, the job was shitty. It was a boring <laughs> restaurant manager job and it was for a lot more money and it's just not worth it to be bored out of your mind to do something you hate. But you didn't get any value out of it? No. N- n- the value that I got out of it was... But it introduced you to craft brands in Illinois. Not really. I already knew all of them from working at Little Goat Diner and Girl in the Goat. Okay, well, Callum... What so it was a big waste of time. time. But what America. I did val- learn to value <laughs> right. is my own time and not to waste it doing a job that I Jake, didn't you like. You really
3: need to learn how to wrangle in some of your guests because... We've been trying for a year. So my next question for I've you, Jake, is... I've only seen sheep <laughs> meander like this. You've only seen what? I've seen sheep. Only oh, sheep have. meander only
5: like sheep this. meander like this. On yeah. a
6: very large field.
5: I thought you said sheep meander, because that on. is my
6: m- MC name. Hold on. First of all, Please. Happy, birthday. Please. happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Oh, Come on, guys. Birthday. First of all, happy birthday to Keen Lake. Yes, thank you. Good to see you, Mike. How's it going? Cool. How are you? Well, I've never met you, Matt. Oh, hi, Callum. Nice oh, to meet you. God, too. I'm so sorry. I can't believe I'm, we're doing it. I'm, I'm, so, so, I'm so sorry that you
0: are meeting like this.
6: No, but um, it's great. I've, I've just, I've just found before. out that we're actually all going to do a podcast together, which is great. Chicago You're going to be our first guest. Friends, you said. Chicago what's friends. Up, what's up, man? Happy birthday, man. Good to see you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. Sorry, I'm late. I'm going to leave the bathroom, but I'm going to leave the podcast in your hands. I'm going to the
0: bathroom, but I'm going to leave the podcast
6: in <laughs> your uh, hands. I know you more to do. No, I'm so sorry I'm late. I was learning how to use. Um, the draft cocktail machines and then turns out the people that were showing me were struggling a wee bit as well and there was water flying everywhere and i was like do you know what this isn't great draft. I'm just, oh
2: draft cocktail lines yeah
6: the, the new yeah, yeah. like perlick have got like an agitator in the back there so you know how back in the day or typically when you've got these draft cocktails mm-hmm. um the canister you have to kind of take it out and shake it yeah, and yeah, agitate it the thing bit. yeah well they've kind of perlick have like put up an agitator in the back that okay. like Does you that know for you yeah and gotcha. it's brilliant it's absolutely amazing you can just set a timer for to do it every 15, 20 minutes, That's nice. agitates the thing. So I was learning how to use that, but it wasn't quite as exciting to listen to you monologue, <laughs> Matt. Um, you and know, I had you... a lot of fun, but it wasn't quite that exciting. How's he everybody? doing? Is... What have we been talking about? Have you guys have you been here since the start? No,
3: I came in late. Oh I man, came in a
2: little late today. Fashionably late for the too,
3: birthday though. party. I've got to get on the road. Where are you going? Going up to a little town called Madison, Wisconsin, oh, for Madison, still, still America. America. I went to, to Madison once. Yourself, you... They won't even start it unless I'm unless there. Unless you're there. So, um, yeah. Oh wow! I get it. You're Just the grand we'll... master.
7: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I understand. I respect that.
3: Now, Matt, you don't go up to those such things. So no, I'm not allowed to, to leave the state. <laughs> because that thing on your ankle. Yeah, <laughs> the Is thing that? on my ankle. That was tasty. I guess I'm going to see some of and your compatriots. And
5: then uh, the, other, sure the other thing, uh, the thing on my other ankle keeps me at least 100 yards away from schools.
2: Oh, Excellent. Dude, you have a daughter, bro.
5: <laughs> That's <laughs> why he's got the thing in his ankle.
3: Yeah, it keeps him 100 feet from his own daughter, too. Oh, it's I'm sorry. It keeps me at
5: least 100. F- I have to be 100 feet from a school. So I have to be within 100 feet from a school <laughs> just in case they need That's me right. to, Jake you
3: know, has one of those on his ankle. Keeps him 100 feet from doing work. <laughs>
6: So. <laughs> yeah. but yeah there you go happy birthday thanks I'm, how does everybody I can't, feel I
3: can
5: only imagine what I what I missed
6: <laughs> I
3: feel
5: great thank you for asking Callum
0: uh, Matt thanks for uh, coming on appreciate that um, Callum, as always I'm going to leave what do, you,
3: what do you think of those cocktails those <laughs> the draft cocktails I have yeah. you like them
6: I think they're and sweet, baby. I think they're really good I actually it, um, I was saying that today that I think that you know for a lot of bars, a lot of spaces, they they don't really have the time or the people.
3: <laughs>
6: they don't really have the time or the people to do the training um, and that kind of thing, which is which is probably one of the most you know you go into a lot of these bars and say we go into the Avery, for example. You know that everybody that's making the cocktails has probably been behind the bar for five years or something, right? Uh-huh. So they've got the experience, they've got that that expertise. However, you know, there's other bars, you know, places like Chipotle do these, these margaritas, right? And no one's really made a margarita behind a bar before in their life. They don't really know what they're doing. So they just kind of slam a couple of ingredients together. And in those cases, I think that the draft cocktail is really, really good because someone only needs to come in one, two days a week and fill a 10 gallon canister up with like a really high end uh, cocktail. Um, but I, I, you know, looking at it as well from a, from a little bit more of a business standpoint, I think for, for obviously in the US it wouldn't work as well, but like, you know, I was thinking down in Latin America, like I would definitely have a lot of success with maybe having like a small, uh, like a car or a van or something, having like three or four different draft lines, um, and then, you know- and up somewhere. And, and, like, and then having a couple of frozen lines, or maybe two draft lines, two, two frozen. And go, driving to the beaches, for example. You know, I spend oh. a lot of time in the DR and being to Mexico and stuff. Just drive to a random beach. There's all these people that are always looking for different drinks and things like that. Playing extortionate prices at Seaside Resort. So, you know, sell, sell a cocktail, like a small cocktail, for 3 or $4. And probably make a lot of money okay, doing I, that kind I, of thing. I
3: mean, I could see that at, at places that aren't you know, your typical bar. I, my, my concern has always been... Qu- you know, the, Consistent quality? Or, uh, Well... Quality, and also just the death loss of the bar.
6: Of, loss of experience.
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, nowadays, I don't know if you saw that article uh, where... Uh, it's was, it was making the rounds about a week ago or so, mm-hmm. where in Japan they've basically automated
6: Yeah, yeah,
3: almost every aspect of the bar system. Interesting. Yeah. And it's gotten to the point... I mean, I think it's... Even when Mixology came on the scene, I almost thought... It was becoming automated only because I thought a lot of the mixologists seemed like little robots. Mm. You know, they're all about their little tinctures and everything, but they were the thing that uh, you were losing was the fun of going into a bar and a bartender. You know, I, when I was a bartender, I hate to pull the old, when I was a kid. When you were a kid, you were (laughs) never a kid, were you? Uh, No, I
2: wasn't. You're born this way. I've been. Poor
3: mother. Born, yeah. Uh, birth weight was 198 pounds. Ooh, sexy. Mom. You are. Mom didn't walk right for wow. a year. An adorable Um. Laugh. So <laughs> the, uh, but no, the, when I was a bartender, I actually would study, I would collect jokes. Yeah. You know, because I'd want to tell folks jokes. I had cigarette dispensers. I didn't even smoke, but I'd go out and buy a pack of cigarettes, put them in old, you know. Cool old antique cigarette dispensers because I want to give those folks that kind of experience. You know, I want to be that <laughs> old bartender. Yeah. I wanna be that guy rubbing the, you know, <laughs> cleaning the bar from say, Hey there, Mac, what can I get for you? Yeah. Uh, hey, you're looking swell. What to that new haircut. Hey, that's swell. <laughs> hey, who's the missy? Hi. Hi there, young lady. Did you assess sarsaparilla? <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So, but now that's... Yeah, gone I, away. I, I, I totally it, it get is,
6: that. But I don't is. think the death of... I think the, the death of the bar, like, I don't think... I mean, for example, to give you a great example, right? Yesterday, mm. we went to Good Measure. Okay? Yeah, where you and rigged
7: the whole lottery system thing over there. I, I managed to win we
6: myself some whatever. Speed Babes merch, baby. Be- speed Babes, whatever, homie. Um, As you were saying. Not to be confused with the Sugar Babes, which was a trio from Britain that... Sang, push the button and let me. No, anyway, okay, fine. Nope. Um, <laughs> Marty has a big smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the sugar but babies. But there's a bartender at Good Measure, Safia, and she's just like, she's so sarcastic. She's just the life of the park yeah, Like she's, she's she's got so much to her. Yeah. And no machine will ever be able to replace the no. the right. the service that she gives to her, the especially the when you walk right in. Yeah, and uh, like, and she's great like she's always she's always right there and she always remembers us and it's just brilliant and then we were at uh, King of Cups with Danny before Mm -hmm. he always remembers her name right I mean I do understand people's worry with that kind of thing but we went to two other bars which I won't mention Mm. and how long those cocktails take to make Mm.
0: one guy was being trained so Mm -hmm. that's fine yeah but one of the other ones was a very good bartender who's awesome has a great personality but it took seven minutes to make two cocktails yeah and we were there's eight people in the bar
7: Okay. Was he talking to anyone else While he was doing
6: it Or was he just was, Taking a sweet time doing Sitting
0: right in front of us Making it the entire time And I mean granted She might have been making it Because
6: we're brand ambassadors Trying to make it
0: Perfect possibly. on cue but but,
4: Possibly
6: But one thing I would say Is a cultural thing though That separates from, from The US from Japan um, Like I think that The US Like this People in the United States Love going out to bars And love meeting people And love Like chatting up bartenders You know Like in for example I lived in Latin America for a while and there was there's very few places there that they have seats at the bar yeah like where it's like Jake and I Wilson and I I mean Chris I'm sure do the same no matter where no matter what bar I go into I will always sit at the bar like, oh, yeah, I gotta sit at the bar. The table, yeah. the t- I'm not sitting at no table. I'm not like, eating. No, that's not happening. <laughs> I'll go. I'll, I'll beeline the bar and if I can, I'll get it right in the middle so I can annoy as many people as possible at the same time. You know? You're and right, I think that's, that's a gentleman. cultural thing, right? Because in, in Japan, they've had so much has been mo- uh, automated. They're, like even see these like even see these takeouts on the street, and even their sushi bars, right? They've got this yeah, this line. You don't have belt. to speak to anyone; just pull your plate off the line. Whereas, like in America, things that are really flying are like these immersive experiences. Sometimes where you even sit in the kitchen, you know, where you sometimes you get these things at are chef's table, and you're like inside the kitchen, and you get to speak to the chef and the cooks, and um, you get to say like, oh, well, what are we in? And they might even let you chop something. It just I feel I totally get understand that like people are worrying a little bit about maybe that essence of bartending and um, and I totally get the well, mixology thing that you mentioned. You know, well, I, I I'm definitely... also
3: just worried about the death of of actual hospitality. Yeah, and and service. You know, I was. I was just I went stopped off at McDonald's on the way here and they no longer have. Uh, not that believe me. That's it's hospitality, is, that's man. Been, that has been a, that's double been cheeseburgers. A, a, no. That's <laughs> been a large throbbing tumor <laughs> on the body of hospitality for the longest time. But even now, I agree with I, you. Marty. I, if you drive downstate, you know, it's always nice. You go through a drive through and all of a sudden there's yeah. a, a nice smiley person. Yeah. Who's actually nice to you? Yeah. You go, hi, hey. Hey, here you go. Here's your meal. Yeah, hey, have a meal. great day. Have go, a great day. All she what had do to do is, do is just Am I, say I famous us. all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I win a lot of? This place, they after. don't even have, uh, you don't even go up to the counter anymore. It's There's itself, the screen thingy. The screen, which is yeah, a little weird. I've heard, some, I've
6: heard some horror stories about those screens as well. Poor like the th- They've done tests on surfaces. What did you order,
3: Oh, two um, of those
6: delicious cheeseburgers. Number nine. Think mm, how many people oh, touch those oh. screens yeah. every <laughs> single day. And not clean them down. And think, like, think of the people that are touching the screens, Like, think what they might have been doing. So they've done tests on those screens. <gasps>
3: yeah. And well, they're
6: what? not positive. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Well, actually, they probably are positive. They're
3: positive, yeah. positive for a number <laughs> of different They are positive. <laughs> well, <laughs> <but> <laughs> here's to staying positive and
0: <laughs>
4: testing negative, yes, guys. You know, cheers. <laughs> no, but the yeah. interesting thing about that whole, the whole, uh, uh, replacement of, of people in hospitality with machines is that, like, you go to the grocery store, you go to the McDonald's with the, with the big screens that you order from, but inevitably there's two or three people standing behind them to help you when something goes wrong with the machine. So you can never, ultimately you can never eliminate the no. person from hospitality because... That machine cannot deliver everything that we he, need as people.
3: But even then, you don't have the constant interaction. Because then when I went to go pick up my order, uh, the woman calls out the number and then tosses the bag at me. And I say, thank you. Okay, never mind. And <laughs> they're gone. I, guess. I go, why am I the one saying thank you? Why aren't you saying thank you? You should have said thank you. <laughs> or at least have a good day, whatever. Have yeah, that, every day that, I feel lame like. lame kind of, you know, insincere yeah, have a good
6: day. I, I was just flying back. I love you. Um, and I stopped in... I, <laughs> I love you too, Matty, <laughs> thank you. I was... Uh, I stopped off in Fort Lauderdale. And have you been to that airport? It's just,
4: uh, yeah. yeah. I've been there many times. Right, yeah. so yeah. in Fort
6: Lauderdale Airport, they have a bunch of different, like, cool restaurants, and there's, like, a Mexican, blah, 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 blah. But without without fail... Mexican? Uh, this, <laughs> they're like, a Mexican spot, you know? Loco, pero dime. Um So... <laughs> when we when I stopped off there, there's this Burger King and every time I pass it, I'm like, are they making really really good burgers there? Because there's always this humongous line, right? Like a humongous line. And the other day, and this is kinda to your point, the other day I was like, do you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna get one of these amazing burgers from <laughs> Burger King because this the it was eleven it was eleven thirty at night or whatever, ten o'clock at night. And the airport was virtually empty, but there was a fucking line at Burger King, and I was like, "Right, this thing has got to be amazing." But I soon discovered that the line wasn't because the burgers were good. Yep. The line was because the machines sucked.
5: Yep. Mm.
6: So people were inputting their uh, thingy into the machine, and the lady was then having to redo their orders. Yep. And they only had three or four people behind the de- that behind the counter, yep. and there was like forty people waiting for a like a bacon eater with. Like crap fries. Bacon,
0: yeah. Dude, baconators are
6: the best. <laughs> baconators, Wendy's though, right? Did I? Yeah, yeah, did yeah. I put my foot in it there?
0: Yeah. Don't, don't, right. Dave oh, Thomas. We're not, we don't
2: want
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, Burger King.
0: Yeah, Wendy. Your
6: like, machines suck,
3: by the way. <laughs> I've had Burger King since like two thousand and one, so. Which is you know a good point <laughs> to all uh, all you hospitality people out there. Remember, when shit goes down, mm. you know, and your machines break down. If you don't have some kind of machine guy ready to fix them, machinist, a uh, tailor, whereas if you know when Christian I was in restaurants, when I was working in restaurants and bars, and we got swamped, you just worked faster. Yeah, that's what you did, and it was, you know, there was no. The, there was a system there, you know. The yeah. the bar back just brought stuff yeah. faster to the bar. Bartender put the drinks out faster.
6: Bartender cut all garnishes. It was all right. No more garnishes. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> is getting a dirty sour. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
6: Everybody get down on your knees. I'm just gonna pour this bottle of whiskey directly in there. Okay, close your eyes.
2: I don't what you see.
6: Milord, <laughs> a new
3: virgin margarita is just tequila. see. <laughs> Enjoy it. and I'll get some lime to you later. Yeah. This is the thing as
6: well. This is the thing I hear. One thing that I love out in the U.S. is um, the skinny, uh, skinny. The skinny thing that's happening mm. all well, over the place. Jimmy John's. So, like, <laughs> everywhere salad. I go now, everywhere I go, like, I'm hearing the skinny thing. People are talking about the skinny margarita, the skinny fashion, the skinny daiquiri, like, which, which by the way, it should be called a... Skinnyri and a skin skinnyri and a skinnish skinnish. Well, it's not
2: real skin, skittish. though, is it? I mean,
6: i using mean, real skin. If you no scene, it, it would skin be if I was Rita, making it
3: Sounds like a big chunk of flesh It's <laughs> like, oh yeah. shit, what? <laughs> well, skinny girl, there was skinny girl vodka for a while, and didn't she get sued? She, yeah, got, she got, sued. got sued. Who yeah. the skinny girl got sued? Yeah, skinny yeah. girl. Skinny girl
6: fat from overeating after she got sued. <laughs> but I, but I she, mean, she, sued she got time.
3: sued because it wasn't skinny at all. Oh, because it was, I mean, yeah. she was pushing this. I'm going kind to of die alcohol.
0: Oh, gotcha. And no. it's like Dr. Oz
6: making those fake pills to lose weight and stuff. Who's going to buy pills from a guy the by the name of
3: Dr. I read an Oz?
6: I another day about, and now we don't, this is totally another, another American thing, but having Calum, pills Calum for is your
0: Scottish if you couldn't tell for all our listeners out there. Having pills for
6: your... Your your bits in gas stations. Your bits? Your bits, like your your genitalia. Your junk? Your winky? Your Your winky. Your
7: Your wiener? (laughs) Your
6: penis? (laughs) Your penis. Tic Tacs? (laughs)
2: No, they're
3: like, they're like, they're like, if you're having, if you're having problems popping a couple of Tic Tacs, hoping for, if you're having problems making
6: your private stand to attention, you just figured out these are sold in gas stations in the U.S. no, I read an article about a guy talking about these things, right? Right. Helen was, was interviewed in an article to talk about this. It was it was it was absolutely amazing. It was enthralling, <laughs> actually. The article it's, was it's really scary. scary. But this guy took these pills. It was like, engorging. It was an he, engorging. And he a, like spent the next article. Spent the next two days. Hard as a rock. Hard as a rock.
3: Right. Cutting some jewels. So the whole Could idea cut that, with that? those okay. things have been around forever. A, it's true. So there's been these fake yeah. things. I mean, they're. They were supposed to be like, you'd get a little packet, they'd sell them on the counter and be yeah. Spanish fly or... Spanish and, fly? And it wasn't, it wasn't, well, you've heard of Spanish fly before, right? No. Never heard of Spanish fly. Oh, that's, it's an oh, yeah. old... Oh, that's, that's supposedly yeah, yeah. A, well, Cosby. It's an actual a Spanish beetle yeah. that they crumbled up, and all it really did was kind of irritate your, your urethra, uh, your urinary tract, and so that... Made you feel like you're gonna get a little tickle, tickle, a little semi. Yeah, that was the, um, that was the
0: whole like, Bill Cosby thing, right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Well, I, I know, know I know, dude. <laughs> I know. This is what, happened. This is what fucking happened.
2: So happens, what happened dude. is speaking they of remember <laughs> <the
0: Lake. laughs> you know, do you, I do did you me remember the TV show Eureka's Castle? Yeah. On PBS. Yeah, I was singing today in the shower, Eureka's Castle, for some reason. So I guess we're right on track. There you
3: go, Eureka's Castle.
7: I had a shower beer today. Ooh, shower
6: beer. Aretha's castle could the theme tune could be R E S B C T, and could then also you would get a, the Aretha. Franklin. It could also be our uh, intro music too. Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Franklin. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. following She's me here. Continent. No, yeah. He, uh, oh,
3: oh. Singer is totally incontinent. <laughs> well, loses all bladder control. <laughs> and she has anyway, no. Bl- hold on. I blame what is Matt, this? I've Matt Brown.
2: That is, uh,
4: this is uh, Callum. This is <clears throat> Kentucky Owl Batch Nine. You will like this 127.6 proof. It'll, uh, yeah. Megan, you want to pour as well? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll pour you a little bit. I'll just give you a little pour. Oh, yeah, have a little. Yeah, so that'll make the hair on the back of your neck stand up a little bit. It's, uh, yeah, it's a little, uh, it's it's aggressive, but. uh,
6: It's actually very easy drinking, considering. Yeah, for being that high proof, proof.
4: Yeah, for being that high proof. And this is a blend of like I think the oldest whiskey in there is around you I think the oldest in there is like, <laughs> like 17 or 15 or 17 years. Wow, it's really There's, nice. It's a blend of multiple d- ages, Kentucky I think. Kentucky Owol. Yeah. It's a it's it's a really complex drinker right there. All the hair on my arms. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It'll do that. Yes. <coughs> it yeah. tends to do that. It's
6: uh, established in 1879, <laughs> like our favorite brand, Aberlauer. Aberlour. Rhymes with the yeah. happy
4: hour. So th- this one was dormant for quite a for quite a while until uh, the early 2000s. Uh, I think it it went uh, dormant at like prohibition time. And then um, one of the descendants of the founder restarted the brand.
6: We were actually talking about this yesterday, uh, the Prohibition thing. I was, um, when I was coming through immigration. Cal was pointing at me. When I was, sorry, I was pointing at Jake there. Jake and I were discussing this. Um, I was coming through immigration the other day, and there was a guy, uh, it was in Florida as well, and there was a guy called Hyde behind the counter. And usually when you're coming through immigration, these guys do not want to, like, talk to you ever. However, since I've taken this job, I've had a lot of success with oh, them. Yeah. Because as I'm coming through, they're like, uh, who are you visiting? I'm like, oh, I was you know, away visiting whoever. And they're like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, oh, I sell single malt scotch. And they're always and like, they're like perk oh. Up. <laughs> and they're like, dude. Uh, you know, and then they, then they get started. So this guy, Hyde, was telling me uh, he hates scotch. He absolutely hates scotch. Right? He drinks Irish whiskey. He was like, oh, I really like Jameson.
0: Wait, this guy told you he's like customs? Yeah. Oh, I thought something about like in a bar.
6: No, this no. Is a great story. Yeah, great story, <laughs> man. Customs. So, so basically, he says, you know, I hate Scotch, but a few years ago, a friend of mine, um, he uh, lives on, I, I can't remember where he say he lived, but somewhere in the Northeast, northeast right?
0: Yeah, like New England.
6: Yeah, New England Way. And he was talking about how there's a big river that separates Canada from the United States mm-hmm. of America, okay? Canada. Canada. Um, so Canada. It's The country
4: to the north. A smaller
6: country. No, no. The,
2: uh, <laughs>
6: so basically, he was he was diving in this river. Um, if someone says the name of the river, I'll definitely know it. But he,
0: I think it was a lake.
6: Uh, oh, maybe a lake. Then. lake
0: it's the yeah. No, exactly. No, it wasn't Lake it's Superior. It's a lake in between um, uh, Canada and Detroit. Detroit. Iran. Oh, on. on Yeah.
6: So he was diving, and. I'm fairly sure he said a river, but that's yeah, fine. He was diving there and well, Marty was at the bottom of the deck. He found these bottles on the, on the bottom of the seafloor, right? Um, Marty, is that your way? I am. Uh, many miles Great to see you.
3: Before
2: I sleep.
6: <laughs> so he finds these bottles on the seafloor, okay? Now, the majority of them are smashed and some of them are like empty and whatnot. And, um, but he finds one bottle. The the cork over time had obviously broken off. Okay, yeah. but the other part of the cork had stayed in the top of the bottle and it had sealed. Huh. Okay, so the guy obviously you know brings this bottle back, and mm-hmm. um, you know they're all all uh, hide the the guy that was interviewing me, and all of his friends were up in New England. It was Christmas time or whatever, and um, they they opened this bottle. And they all had a drink, and Hyde said that it was incredible. And everybody that was there was like, oh, this is definitely Scotch, you know, it's lightly peated, um, it's quite strong, you know, so. And so the guy, after the, after they all kind of tanked through half a bottle, the guy, um, oh, sorry, mate. The guy had, as Jake boots me under the table, and now he's trying to play footsie with me. It's kind of arousing. Um, Just a bit. The guy, the guy had uh, put another cork in the top of the bottle, And he takes it to this purveyor, right? Like a fine wine and spirits guy or whatever. And the guy was like, please tell me. Okay, please, please, please tell me. As he's describing the bottle over the email, he's like, please tell me that you haven't opened this bottle. Um, And he takes it down to the guy's shop. And he's like, oh my God, I can't believe you opened this bottle. This bottle's worth at least $35,000 for one bottle. Now, the story is, um, what happened was during Prohibition, um, so the Scotch uh, industry was reliant on the Canadians mm-hmm. for uh, ferrying uh, cases of booze over from yep. Canada or Canada the into the United States, yeah. okay? Yeah, the Bronfman family, right? You were saying this yesterday. And so they were ferrying these bottles over, and what would happen is, is that when customs would come to to, to meet them, okay, uh, they would dump everything over Stuff the side. They throw it overboard. They just dump everything <laughs> over the side. And so then he was saying that ninety-nine percent of the bottles that were found at the bottom were, you know, the corks had. Like the corks had been ruined, yeah. or you know, they'd smashed on the bottom. But this guy had found a bottle that was unopened. Unbelievable! And yeah. it was it was still the same scotch from the 19, between 1920 and 1930. Did you see how many That's guys drank it? With
0: absolutely him? incredible! No, he didn't. No, but how did say, you have this conversation though at customs? Like, man, like, um, this is what I'm saying. Like, I, I, but like every, how many minutes were you standing there?
4: Well, man, it was crazy like, because uh, he, you,
0: everyone's like, "Guys, ISIS. He has the coronavirus. He's
4: ISIS <laughs> and has the coronavirus." <laughs> But here's the que- Here's the real question. If you found that bottle, would you open it?
6: One hundred percent. Whiskey's for drinking yeah, too. Yeah. One hundred percent. I would.
0: take it to somebody to kind of figure out what was going on with the bottle. The sure. Yeah. I would one hundred percent
4: open be that. Like, okay. Cool. Like I, I that would be like yeah. I could not not open it's, that bottle.
0: It, I think it goes well, back. To, I don't think we brought something on the podcast that you and I record about Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. But um, someone offered me two thousand dollars for that jersey that I was wearing that night. Oh yeah. And I was like, I'm no like I'm not going to profit off someone's death and legacy that way where it's the same way kind of with whiskey and that same
6: I like it's like oh, what $2,000 take it now <laughs> but the thing is the thing is so people people really forget though and this is, but yeah, and this is another part about this is another part of the and it's part of the beauty of this industry but it's also part of some of the sadness sometimes like mm. sometimes I feel that you know when they got rid of the, the kind of the, the stricter regulations with bourbon and things like that and all these different other companies started popping up all over the place people are buying whiskey from all, from all these different distilleries I feel that like people were running it like it was a tech startup and they wanted to make a quick buck you know oh, yeah. I feel a lot of people have started booze because it was like wow, like, we could make a lot of money by buying good whiskey and putting it in, oh, yeah. in pretty bottles and adding a lot of sugar and adding peanut butter flavor and adding <laughs> X, Y, and Z, you know? It's true. Not, not mentioning any doesn't, names. It doesn't even fit the qualification as whiskey because it fits the qualification as peanut butter whiskey. Yeah. Yes. And so, like, I mean, we're obviously all purists, okay? I, I can't speak for you, Megan. Megas I mean, appears. I think, think, if someone said, think if someone said here's $35,000 for a bottle of whiskey, just, I think you'd be like, okay, how would you like it? <laughs> would you like it gift wrapped? <laughs> um, well,
0: I mean, give a little, yeah, so we've lost uh, Harrison, Ian, Marty Duffy, Jamie Duffy, and Randy.
2: <laughs> oh
6: my God, we've lost everyone.
0: But we're still here. But
6: I feel we're like I feel here. like... Probably all all the people that you've mentioned actually they're probably all purists. Yeah, exactly. No, that's what I was getting to. Yeah, hundred percent. And and for me, especially, Randy. and for me, especially with scotch, especially with scotch, for me, uh, something that's so so important is the the legacy and the purity and the people behind it. And mm. when you guys had, I mean, I suppose we might as well talk about Graham. Graham, and you come, man. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <Graham's here>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
6: I think one of the things that Graham always kind of reinstills in me. Whenever he's speaking about Scotch and whenever he's speaking about the process, whenever he's talking about Aberlauer and 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 the Highlands and the legacy of Scotch in Scotland, he's always talking about the people behind it, right? He's never he never talks about how good it tastes. Like he never talks about like the 16 or the 18 and all the awards that he's won and all this kind of stuff. He never talks about the fact that he was Master Still of the Year. He's always talking about like these guys who grew up in in, in the whiskey in the whiskey business and it's their livelihood and they love it and they adore it and they wouldn't, they wouldn't sell their souls for it you know
2: uh, um,
6: so yeah I would 100% I would drink a man
4: yeah no no question that, I mean ultimately that's what this is all about and we talked about this before with this podcast how these guys sort of started it to t- tell the stories of people in in the industry and getting back to an hour and 45 minutes ago yeah an hour and 45 minutes <laughs> ago Jesus
0: you've been here but for an hour and 45 minutes God, an hour and 46 I
4: think those and a half those are the stories that that people need to hear, and ultimately, when we have a bottle of whiskey like this, mm-hmm. like we then have the story of sitting around this table today and sharing everything that's that's here at the table, and that's what 100%. is so cool about whiskey to me. It's yeah,
0: I agree. No, it's so much of that. It's just, it's all about just the quality, the people you can share it with too, and not trying to be boastful about who you are. The people, the following that you have based on social media, whatever it may be, because um, you, you've met some people, you meet some people like that, and you're like, no, I don't care at all. Do you know who I am? Yeah, it's like, do you know who I am? And it's like, we have this conversation the other night about a guy who's never even been outside of America, and you're like, well, how do you say you're like this global person of trying spirits, you know, whatever this and that, but you don't actually have the... Like, I don't know The uh, experience of Trying things across the world In that setting Where you've
6: um, Where you can have it Uh we can really appreciate yeah. it And One thing that So when I I, I don't know If I've spoken much to About it Chris But when I was at university I did the linguistics right hmm. And I did a lot Beautiful of culture. Spanish I, Beautiful Spanish Thank you baby <laughs> <Yeah>. Fucking bragging <laughs> <laughs> I did I did um, Wilson's checked out I did um, I did uh, Like a lot of cultural Like Kind of studies And that kind of thing and that's one of my favorite things that I've learned kind of in this industry and um, especially with Scotch. It's just that, like, it means so many different things to so many different people. You know, it's drank in so many different ways. And and you're totally right. In the United States, it does kind of have this kind of this elite, um, is is high-end, self-indulgent. No, really, not, not not the same. It's not the same. Cause I, I'll
0: reach out there. I'll try to find people on Instagram or Twitter, whatever it is, maybe, and search around. But it's always, like... Whiskey with the E-Y or bourbon in the title of their... Hash, of their uh, and they're um, not there. They're yeah. not there. So it's so, mean, it seems like it's always
6: Americans. I, and, yeah, I mean, I think the United States is definitely one of the, the places that that kind of really flies. Um, I think in Asia as well. I'll have one, yeah. Uh, what's this?
4: Yellowstone. This is uh, Yellowstone Select uh, 93 proof lime strand, limestone branch distillery. It's uh, exclusively selected by Binney's.
6: Ooh, the world famous. Um, but yeah, I think that... They that, don't have it at Binnie's. That's it's something not worth definitely that, that I've, um, that, I've that learned, you know. Like just the kind of differences in the culture of it all. Um, like that's in the I'm United States, the single malt thing is so big and... Oh, the single malt thing is so big in the, U- in the US and in Asia... But in Latin America and Europe, you know, people drink a lot more blends. Like the, the number one whiskey in Europe is uh is a Scotch, it's Ballantine's, right? Um and we're not we're not as we're not as <laughs> fussy whether it's single malt or not. Um and it's really interesting to see that difference, you know, with things because in, in the US, single malt is so self indulgent, right? Like it's totally. so, well, there's it's the status to yeah. the US that I have
7: no
2: You're
6: on are, on microphone. Sorry.
7: Uh, I mean, I, again, and this is like one of the things that I've, I have really have grown to love about whiskey is observing people around it, with it, looking at it, interacting with it other than drinking it. Mm. And one of the things that I've, I've realized is culturally in different countries, when I traveled for previous um, companies and, and brands where how whiskey is treated, it's, it's status uh, in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Um, scotches It's
0: Mexico for and, all you Americans
7: And uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know Depending on the Scotch The Buchanans if The the more you pay for yeah. it The more of a motherfucker are you You know yeah. you are You're, It's a machismo thing But we
0: have that here too
7: We have here We have that more on a On a douchebag Fucking you know uh, What do you say um, I got this Collectors Yeah No I mean I, We all like to collect I think true, naturally true. we yeah, all yeah. like to collect so I can't really I'm not, I'm not yeah. I'm not a
6: big collector.
7: I'm not a collector at all period. But what I am saying is like those who collect I collect dreams. Okay, well, there you go, and you catch him in your dream catcher, yeah, in this car. He's got a little dream catcher in his car. It's not yeah. mine. It, there <laughs> is, is one,
6: but it's not mine.
7: But it's his because when he drives a car, everyone assumes it's his.
6: <laughs> yeah, there is definitely a happy vibe to that car. But, yeah, but just for anyone listening, but it's, it's you a know, very nice car. It, it's
7: it's Scotch. Britney's. I've always re- I've always related Scotch to a very wealthy, very rich, um, mm. high being culture where I'm like I'll never get to that. So, but I've always thought that the word Scotch sounded sweet and sounded good. And I'm like, one day yeah. I'll drink scotch, you know, and I'll try it, you know. You know what's
6: so weird is, like, I totally relate to that because yeah. I think if I, if I had never been in this industry, like, and I, don't get me wrong, I adore scotch, right, yeah. to the ends of the earth. Like, I love it. It's an amazing thing. And it has, like I said before, it means so much to Scotland, right? It means so much to me and to the country and everything. Allegedly. Anyway... But I think if I had never been in this industry, say I'd done what I originally planned to do and I'd gone to be on I'd gone on to be a translator or an interpreter or something, I don't think I'd be drinking scotch, man. Really? Well I wouldn't I don't think I would have drank it until I was like 30, 35. Why? Right? Because well, you well, felt
4: well, like it was like something that was
6: Why? Why would table, that be? Like be on
4: the microphone.
6: Yeah, I would feel like no, just like you were saying, yeah. I would totally feel like it was this like exemplar of status yeah. right so mm. is that something we well, run even, up
4: against as a even
6: even even well in scotland honestly we don't drink a lot of scotch right um i was like looking you behind me and you know i was talking about so, your progression so sorry for anyone that can't see this right now i was so everyone i was mo- like motioning to the back of the bar and almost like painting the wall Ooh. with an imaginary back bar there with scotch um, Wooden, heavy oak, with, with you know, Avalar, three, three Avalar levels, Avalar just full of Aberlar sixteen. <laughs> um, but <laughs> and maybe like one, one bottle of like something Japanese in the corner, maybe like a Neka seventeen or some yeah. pure malt. Anyway. So yeah, like I felt like it was an exemplar, right? So my first, my first real kind of foray into real whiskey. Not, I don't want to say real whiskey, but but like drinking whiskey not with like a mixer and not just getting wasted or whatever (laughs) was when I was in Madrid I went I lived in Madrid 2013 I was 20 I met this guy called David Lynch who was working for Jameson on the grad program measured
0: Spain not measured Iowa for all you people out there god almighty
6: Iowa Um, I-O-W-A Jake Hockey is here to stay Uh, so I like that (laughs) that was actually Buttigieg's his chant I-O-W-A Mayor Pete is here to stay Anyway, another story Sounds different, on brand different day and Dave Lynch basically introduced me to like the fact that whiskey can have a sour and an old-fashioned mm. and all this stuff and I was like oh my god like I've never done this before and but he always talked about scotch being this higher up thing
2: mm-hmm.
6: and he was he always talked about people graduating to scotch right mm. and so even 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 from 21 22 23 up to when I gra- I graduated just just as I turned 24 where's David from Dave's Irish Mm. Currently lives in Ireland Uh, Currently lives in London Sorry But is uh, residing at the current time in New York oh he's hmm. he's uh, staying in New York for a couple of days hmm. I was like come to Chicago baby let's do this Alan Clark welcome to the podcast oh, oh, oh my oh, god, oh, god. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. oh my god
2: oh, oh my god oh my god can you, really you can you fucking imagine I'm <laughs> I just freaked uh, out <laughs> like I'm
6: I'm George Michael uh, the house. George Michael God almighty that would erase. he's in Copenhagen right now that would erase that would erase the average of this group substantially
2: <laughs> he would bring us
6: all to four stars right now. Yeah, uh, Alan would, Alan, Alan, four Alan four the five star, we'd all like the he two and, and a half. Of, he could be part of the hair episodes as well. Oh, man, that hair. Although he I'm just glad he left because I think Brittany no. was
0: falling in love with him. He shaved it off. He shaved it off. He shaved the hair off, man. Let's check Instagram. Off. He Are lost you all his
6: powers, man. Get the fuck out of here, no, mate. He, he
0: shaved it off. No, it's, just, it's just high and tight. Oh, it's high and tight
7: on the side. Anyway, this is the
0: first thing that pops on my Instagram.
6: Just even if, <laughs> even if I had, even if I had, even right. if I was yeah. at a bar and I was making some money, and I turned up to a bar, yeah. and the scotch was at the same price as the Irish, yeah, I would have bought the Irish. Really? Mm. Just out of like, interesting.
7: That's really cool, though. I, I like that. That is,
6: it's, it's it was, away it was from what like you it was would normally get like to earn it. You know, yeah, like that's like, what I felt like.
7: I, I, I think I, I'm, I, may be on the same wavelength as you. So, am I understanding you? correctly by like me growing up obviously i'm puerto rican growing up drinking rum so i should be drinking rum now and right now drinking. why do you say
0: obviously puerto rican
7: you could be mexican uh no i am not god damn it (laughs) i drink whiskey (laughs) but but you know what i'm saying like rum because you see you see the the elder men your your you meet your immediate father your uncles your grandparents your grandfather it is a little short. oh it's a little short yeah it's crazy
6: that's what saying, man. hair is pretty short on the, on the left, on the far left.
7: Come on, Alan. That's short. Alan. It's short. But, was but I was saying, you know, it's like he, they That's all drink rum. Said. So am I, you know, so you think I need to be drinking rum when I get to yeah. that age. And I can't stand rum. Yeah. I like dark rums. Yeah. But I, I just,
6: so I, I can't do my it. So experience, is, it, is
7: it that? Because being Scottish and then.
6: Yeah, I mean, my, my, my experience of, I mean, my da- my dad hates whiskey. Really? Okay. My dad hates it.
0: But he loves a little... Uh, what's the beer you like?
6: Uh, my dad loves Grosch. Uh, oh, Grosch. was the name of I was,
0: was, I was thinking, what's beer. the other Green one in terms of the T? Tenants. Tenants. Tenants Lager.
6: Should we all go to Duke of Perth and get a right now? There isn't any there. Oh, the sign. The sign. However, However, I do have some news. When I was in I-O-W-A... Iowa, I was at a bar Iowa. there called the Royal Mile. Yeah. Now, for those of you who aren't quite as aware of what the Royal Mile is... That's where Royal Jake mile, started his drinking addiction. Well, there's a couple of things. That's where Drake, uh, Drake, <laughs> Jake first had his first um, bar episodes uh, in Iowa, in Des Moines, Iowa. And um, the Royal Mile is a mile between the castle in Edinburgh all the way down wow. to the Parliament, the Scottish Parliament. Um, Why are you
7: looking behind your
6: shoulder, bro? I'm I don't scared. know. I keep, I keep thinking I Alan's going to walk you. through the door. Or Graham. That would be great.
7: That would be great.
6: And um, and so the Royal Mile, when I, when I turned up there, we we'd taken, we we taken were in Iowa for the caucus. We were pouring at the caucus. It was amazing. Uh, we weren't there for the caucus, but we were pouring some Aberdeer for, for guests that were there and stuff like that. We did a wee pop-up. It was really cool. But we were in the Royal Mile, and we had these three musicians. We had um uh, a piper, violinist, and uh, this guy was playing the, um, the accordion. Yeah. And we walk into the Royal Mile, and there's all this Scottish music kind of playing, like Scottish country music playing. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. We're in this bar called the Royal Mile. And, um, and then uh, I turned to my right, like my, my boss is like, yo, look like, what they're, they're serving at the bar. Turn around and tenants is on tap.
2: They, what? Tenants they had tenants there? They
6: had on tap. I have a photo. I have like 15 photos of me drinking tenants, holding tenants, pouring tenants, like kissing tenants. (laughs) It's just amazing.
0: I don't think I really mentioned it much, but I'm from Des Moines, Iowa, and the Royal Mile was my bar of choice for many years in college. That's Des Moines, Iowa, not Des Moines, Spain. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Des Moines is French for the monks. Yeah. (laughs) Don't think I don't know that. But uh, yeah, I think the place where I started is a good place to stop for today. After a a year of podcasting a about whiskey, which is pretty incredible. And so. we can
7: still keep going.
0: Today or in the future? Just
7: in, in the future tense, not today. we're about no. two hours in right yeah, now. No, we're good. We're good. We're going to
0: surpass Marty's first episode if we don't stop now. Yeah, that's not good. That's How not long good. was Marty's first episode? Your first one? Two Marty's. Hour- Marty's. Oh, Marty's? like
2: 240? It, it,
0: like it would been three if we didn't stop. Go get us some water. And we did another one Let's with him. We, we did another one with him, and too, it was like an hour and a half. Yeah.
6: So, Oh, my God. Yeah. So we're... Oh, because I remember those part one, part two, and part It's not part four, but... Um, I mean,
7: but that's the Crystal King, bro.
0: Crystal King of Chicago. King laying Chicago. down the crystal hammer.
7: You just got here, homie. Like, give me some time. Crystal King of Chicago. Be patient. We'll bring you up from the bench. Abe Don't you worry about Froman. it.
0: Frohman. Well, uh, <laughs> to everybody who's out there listening to Podcast Land... Appreciate it. No, it's not a super ton of amount of you guys. There's a few thousand of there, which is <laughs> way more than we ever thought would be listening to this podcast. Because Wilson and I are just a couple alcoholics that live in Chicago. Well, I'm a, I'm an alcoholic. He's not. Um,
6: <laughs> and, uh, we just Wilson's the, going to bed. after we're, this, just, we're just a few gentlemen. guys
0: that enjoy whiskey, enjoy talking about whiskey, and obviously work in the whiskey industry. And to everyone that came out today, um, amazing. That was, yeah, um, that's it's really ass. cool. It's, we had about 12 damn. people here all all throughout. So. Yeah. We invited 2,000. Twelve showed up. Amazing. <laughs> um, we're getting kicked out by a guy right now as we speak. Uh, maybe no. Liz is coming to enforce the law. Liz is like, get out of here. Um, but no, it's pretty. It's been a pretty fun year. Um, we had no idea that people would actually listen to us and take a part of it and ask us to come like to their festivals and you know do things for their brands and yeah. just be a part of the industry on a whole different level other than selling whiskey. Uh, we've released one podcast every at least one podcast every week for the last year, which. I don't think you and I anticipated on doing. No, not at, I mean, at all. The whole goal is to be consistent. To be consistent, but, correctly, um, yeah, but not
7: not <laughs> weekly <laughs> as we have. Um, once, it, it's um, worked out that but once way.
0: once we once it became a weekly podcast, yeah. and I, I actually would like to thank Matt Brown even for his most disruptive um, appearance <laughs> in the podcast today. <laughs> he was uh, one of the first guys to get a guest on for us yeah. um, when Wilson couldn't do it. He bought he brought Mike Mourinho on, and um, that was one of my favorite episodes of all time. That we've done, that was like number four or five in the whole entire podcast. Wilson wasn't here, um, but he got to make it up at his Tito's back in December when we were there hanging out. So uh, Matt Brown, thanks to you a lot on that. Um, obviously to all, um, for yeah,
7: Chris, obviously Megan, yeah, I please. was on an unexpected. That was really nice. It's a surprise to see her here, Megan the PR side of things. I Thank love you. it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, give a shout out to everything you do. Cause you did not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: um, Hey, you,
0: you talk about PR, but yeah, your companies. And your company.
1: Yeah. I'm Megan Osterhout. I'm with paper girl PR. We're really small, but we work in the hospitality and beverage industry. Yeah.
0: And you have one of the best, uh, scotches out there to, on your portfolio. Absolutely.
1: So. so happy to be here.
6: Awesome. Me- I also uh, Megan a lot because uh, the first time um, I came to Chicago, Megan was like, "Oh, do you want to like, you know?" Because I didn't have any friends, I was a loser, it's still true, am. But it's like, true. I was more of one back then. You yeah. um, said it. And Megan was like, "Hey, Alan
0: Carr, opened we-? the podcast." <laughs>
6: <laughs> and sh- and Megan was like, "Hey, do you want to go and get some lunch and we can catch up on Aberlair and stuff?" And do you know where she suggested we go? Twisted Spoke. Mm, So I was like, I'm in there like once a month now because I'm like, damn, this is such a great spot. Like, I love it. You go in there any time of day and there will be someone wasted. That's That's great. I love it, man. There'll be someone like a few drinks deep, having the time of their life.
7: If you got to meet Sean
6: at all. Legend. Just an absolute legend. Utter legend.
2: He's a doll, man. He's phenomenal. He's a Um, phenomenal human being.
6: Chris, thank you for reaching out to
0: us early on about everything. And uh, I only hope this podcast and everything you're doing online can grow together.
4: Yeah. And thank you for having me and happy one year anniversary and to many, many more.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. And uh, thank you to um, Bob Fountainhead, who's done so much for us, um, so much for us. Uh, Marty, obviously, who is here. Jamie uh, Harrison, who uh, kind of helped us get off the ground a little bit. He actually gave me a little insight um, into uh, before the podcast had even started. He helped me give a little he helped me get into a little bit of a, um, just some events that were really nice to get into for free and photograph and talk about whiskey and everything that I love. Uh, Ian, who I've worked with, gosh, five years now. Uh, it's been uh, pretty crazy, pretty awesome. Um, to my wife, all the patience that we've uh, <laughs> we've had. Um, unfortunately, one of my favorite podcasts I've ever recorded. Um, Wilson was there. Uh, nobody else here was there. Was during my wedding, before my wedding. Um, we had some microphone failure and things did not pick up. So only my microphone was working. Yeah. And, uh, but it was, a uh, I I cried a lot on that podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to try to get to, to an audio technician someday and see if they can, like, it's, it's there, so they can, hopefully they can re, um. Remaster it. Yeah, remaster it, um, figure it out and Because it was a good, it was a good It was only like 35 minutes, but it was pretty heartfelt, pretty awesome. Um, Wilson was a part of my wedding, uh, so, yeah, and then my other three Best friends in the world Cousin Pete Shout out to you Fuck you um, <laughs> <laughs> Love you But uh, anybody who's ever Listened to one episode And one of them Says like hey Like Keen Blake's Cool episode to, Podcast to listen to I appreciate that a lot It's all we can ever ask for um, So for uh, after one year well, Maybe one last cheers What do you think one about nice that One last cheers
2: Everybody get in Cheers here.
0: Cheers Cheers, <laughs> cheers. to bottles Cups Plastic cups and cans <laughs> Cheers it's guys so cool.
2: cheers. cheers
0: guys Thanks for listening And uh, oh One last person well, one last people beguile thank you for letting us record um we love you guys uh beguile
6: we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna imbibe some of that stuff yeah down the if you're ever right in
0: now. chicago come to beguile international recording studios also known as beguile brewing have a beer tell them the key in the lake guy key in the lake guy sent you i'm a little drunk and they'll give you a full price pint how about that cheers guys love you love you love you Calm love you baby i at you